0: Well, aloha from Maui, Hawaii, and welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. This is Michael Benner, your host, until about 1.25 today, Pacific Time, for those listening live. And uh, then we go to the premium training from uh, 1.30 until 3 o'clock this afternoon, Pacific Time, for those of you who have enrolled our topic for the day today the nature of fear this is one of the most important programs we do and uh, i do it in one form or another maybe twice a year sort of a back to basics uh because there is no personal and spiritual growth without learning to face fear how to manage fear and how to move beyond the mind-numbing effects of fear by any name. You may not uh, think you have any real fear in your life because there's nothing dangerous in front of you. Well, you're probably using different words then, like anxiety or stress. Nobody denies that they have anxiety or stress for that matter, except perhaps someone who's being very foolish. Uh, We could just I suppose even call it nervousness or a little bit of worry or doubt or apprehension. We have lots of words for fear and I guess the tendency is if we use a different word then we think that we're you know, not suffering from fear because we're not calling it fear. But in fact, you're afraid to say the word fear. And uh So whatever name or term that you use for it, denying that we're afraid or nervous or worried or apprehensive simply compounds the fear because we ignore it. We tend to walk away from it and pretend it's not there. We find a number of strategies for repressing, holding down, oppressing or suppressing our fears, our stresses and our anxieties, like uh, working too hard, for example. You may think you're getting a lot done, but in fact, all you're doing is repressing your fear and your anxiety until it pops out someplace else, like um, panic attacks or sadness and depression or physical illness. You know, there's a reason that's called disease. Look at the word, dis So, it's never in our interest to ignore or deny fear. Today, in this free intro, I'm going to give you an overview of what it is and some suggestions of how to deal with it. And then if you're serious about your personal and spiritual growth, be sure you enroll in the premium training that follows immediately in about 25 minutes. There's a different URL, and, of course, you'll need a password. But um, it's really easy to enroll if you simply go to our website, theagelesswisdom.com. Be sure and use the T-H-E. So it's the W dot theagelesswisdom.com. And then click on Webinars, and you'll see two big buttons on the left, the free forum, which is the archive of all of these Free 30-minute programs and some older classes as well. Quite a few of them, about 180 some classes, all for free. And then on the right is an equally large button that says premium training. And if you click on that, you can enroll with your ATM card for just a few bucks and um, use your ATM card, your credit, debit card, your bank card, whatever you call it, and you'll get a thank you page with the URL for the premium training and the password that you need and you can jump right over there hold on to that information the website the URL and the password because the replays are always available and you're going to want to collect those Uh, tuition is $6.95 you can get a very nice discount if you enroll for a 13 week term And uh, if you enroll for a year, an even deeper discount takes it down to like $3 per class. And again, I really urge you to save the emails that you get every week with the password and the URL. Make that a little collection. Find a way to keep that safe and secure. And then you'll have all those programs available with the video presentation, the PowerPoint that goes along with it. Let me show you a little bit of that today in the free forum here. And if you'd like to download the premium training, you can do that, just like you can download as an MP3 the audio track for this event. Uh, This free webinar is also podcast, and you can pick that up at the iTunes store or pretty much any uh, podcast directory on the Internet, or you can subscribe at our site, vhlistwisdom.com. So let me show you how the um, slide uh, presentation works. If you are listening on the uh, Internet, on the Web today, of course, if you're using the telephone or Skype, you won't see these. But this is part of the presentation that we're going to do a little later. And this really sums it all up. This is the the most important part of the entire class right here. The first message, all fear is fear of the unknown. And this principle itself is quite unknown. You can try a little experiment if you'd like. Ask some people, friends and associates, In conversation family members what is fear and the word that will come up most often is danger most people are under the impression that fear has something to do with danger what is frightening about danger is what you don't know about the danger the more you know about a danger the less dangerous it becomes People will argue that point with you, and I'd like you to have that discussion, a healthy, good, healthy, respectful argument with people. And take the position that even if you granted people part of the argument, that, okay, okay, fine, I'll I'll admit some portion, some part of, of fear might be the fear of real, clear, and present danger, even if you do think you know it and understand it. But you got to admit, most of what presents itself as danger, most of the fear from that danger, is what you do not know. And have your discussion about how understanding danger minimizes the fear. An example I've often used is... Uh, Imagine a a snake trainer with ten people lined up in front of him, and the snake trainer is holding this dangerous snake and showing it to the ten people. The snake is equally dangerous to all ten, but nine of the people are frightened to varying degrees about the snake, and there's one person in the line that is not frightened at all but is watching very carefully because this person happens to know snakes and understand snakes, and he recognizes their behavior. So he recognizes the danger. The snake poses the same danger to the guy that understands it, but he has virtually no fear as a result of his understanding. Um, a natural disaster, If if you know that you live in an area that is prone to earthquakes, you're going to find those earthquakes more frightening, the chance that one is going to happen, than if there were some way to know when the next one was going to be. If you knew the magnitude of the next earthquake, and the day and the date and the time that was going to hit, (laughs) it wouldn't be nearly as frightening, and yet just as dangerous. And i bet you could think of many other examples, too. And the importance is to begin to recognize the relationship of fear to ignorance and confusion. And when you have anxiety or stress or nervousness in your life, you need to recognize that this is the feeling that goes with something unknown. Now... You might say, well, what's the unknown? Wouldn't you need to know what it is you do not know? (laughs) Yeah, that's sort of tricky. But you can, there's an important concept here that can help a lot, and that's you can presume that at the center, the bullseye of all things unknown is you. When you make what you do not know about you You have a strategy and something to do. You can, as the ancients have been saying since the beginning of time, know thyself, right? Or to thine own self be true. The more you understand yourself, the less fear you have in your life, regardless of whether you call it stress or uh, anxiety or worry, nervousness, doubt, apprehension, uh, the willies, the heebie jeebies, <laughs> the cold sweats, uh, chicken skin, it doesn't much matter what you call it. So we have the Emerson quote on this slide knowledge is the antidote to fear. Understanding, even deeper, that's knowledge understood. And knowledge about the self. It's important. Oh, see, who was it? Lao Tzu. I'm sure of it now. The ancient Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu said, "To know others is wise, but to know yourself, that's enlightenment." Right? Most most people, you know, are afraid to know themselves, so we end up judging other people as a kind of uh, uh, indirect uh, uh, means of understanding something about ourselves through the comparison. You know, it's way too risky to look at myself directly, so I'm going to judge other people. And, you know, then compare myself. And Well, I may be inadequate, but I'm not as bad as that person. I'm not as, you know, stupid as this one or as ugly as this one or as foolish as that one. Well, actually, you are (laughs) foolish any time you compare yourself to another person. Why? Because you're not that other person. You're unique. And if you don't know yourself, who's going to do that? You're going to rely on somebody to judge you. That's what most of us do. We find somebody who says they'll love us so they can tell us what's lovable about us because we don't know what's so lovable about us. We don't know how to know, and nobody ever taught us the importance of knowing what's so lovable about us. So this is the strategy that most of us adopt: judging, and throughout spiritual literature, religious, philosophical, psychological, educational, wherever you look, you see these admonitions not to judge. But the suggestion is it's a bad thing. I'm s I'm suggesting it's an irrelevant thing to do to judge other people. It just so what? That and three fifty or get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks. It just doesn't doesn't do anything for you. So how do you know yourself is the question. You understand yourself with love. Well, if I'm afraid, how do I get From the fear to the love? How do I get from the ignorance to the understanding? What is the nature of introspection or of reflecting, of contemplating myself? Basically, it's slowing down your thoughts and examining your feelings. And when your feelings, your emotions are calm and your thoughts are quiet, realization becomes available. You get this intuitive insight, this quite deep and often profound understanding. That's why we have a meditation in every one of these classes. This free intro and, of course, in the premium training as well. It's the primary tool. Meditation by any name. Uh, You know, just as fear has many names, understanding has many names. Understanding can be called love, it can be called peace of mind, Um, it can be called meditation or contemplation or introspection, it can be called expanded awareness or higher consciousness. Uh, My partner in business, Steve Snyder, and I sometimes call it narrow awake as opposed to wide awake, that place between awake and asleep where you're actually more alert than when you're wide awake because you're alert but focused like a laser beam rather than scattered and your attention all over the place when you're wide awake. Wide awake is a place to know the world around you watch out, beware, (laughs) look over there, look over here, listen carefully. But when you're safe, you can create profound understanding by closing your eyes and looking within. And that's all meditation is. People who stay away from meditation or who are afraid of contemplation because they think it's something religious that only people do in the Eastern Hemisphere, you're being foolish. It's simply a state of concentration. Uh, we'll talk in the premium training today about the nature of brain waves, and I'll show you a brainwave chart, and we'll talk about where you are on this chart and uh, where you are when you're awake, where you are when you're asleep, where you are on the simple linear chart when you're feeling very, very anxious and nervous, and how to find this little in between place that brain researchers call the alpha brainwave level. Between awake and asleep where you could be either awake or asleep. It's an amazing place, the alpha brainwave level. It's a it's a brainwave state around Ten cycles per second. I'll say eight to twelve. Uh, Ten cycles plus or minus. In other words, it's a very real place. It might create some rather magical and mystical experiences, some mind-blowing awareness. But it's it's a very scientifically empirical and quantifiable place. Ten cycles. It has a feeling associated with it of profound safety. The mind is quiet. It doesn't jump around like the grasshopper you've always heard about. And your emotions are calm and quiet in this state. And yet when your body is still, the mind is quiet and the emotions are calm. There is an awareness that remains, an enhanced awareness that stands above a feeling, even a set of feelings, that stand above your emotional feelings. If you call them spiritual feelings, they're usually referred to as the sixth sense or intuition. So you have physical feelings that you feel in your body. You have emotional feelings that you tend to feel in your body. And then there are these intuitive feelings that seem to exist in a place where you're not even that aware of your body sort of an out of body kind of experience an awareness insight, understand, creative people all know the aha experience even people that are not all that creative have had times when they were aware of this sudden burst of understanding as if the light bulb comes on and it arrives even with a confirmation rush. A sense of, that's it. (laughs) That's the answer. That's the solution. That's exactly what I was looking for. So, there's a little overview. Let's do uh, a bit of a a meditation here. I want to check the Q&A for those who are live and see who may be online and wanting to say hello. And... uh, I see my friend Carol in La Habra is with us today, Southern California. She says, Happy Thanksgiving. Hi, Carol. Nice to hear from you again. Uh, Jody in Denver says, Aloha, Michael. Nice to hear from you. Don't see any questions. Uh, Bill in Tehachapi is listening live today. And I know many people, most people, uh we've seen <laughs> we've seen somewhere on the order of two hundred times more people listen to the podcast on demand than come in here live. But uh I wanted to acknowledge that we do have this text box on the website and uh we do have telephones available too. It's just uh so many people listen to the podcast that we hardly ever use it. But who knows? One day maybe we will. It's there for you, and I really enjoy hearing from you and getting email also. If you ever want to write me, you can email me at mb, my initials, at theagelesswisdom.com. I'll let you close your eyes and sit back and relax. Ah, Take a couple of nice, slow, deep breaths as you create and sense a feeling of letting go. And let's reflect on the fears and the anxieties, the worries and the doubts. Many of them are long-term, but let me bring your attention today to those passing shadows that reach out and grab a hold of you every once in a while, seemingly for no reason at all, when you just feel that funny feeling in your body, often in your tummy, Maybe it's a tightening. Maybe it's like a shadow. Allow yourself to become aware through simple recall of times that you felt nervous or worried but couldn't really put your finger on why. Clinically, this is called nonspecific anxiety or free-floating anxiety. And the good news is you don't really need to understand free-floating anxiety because it tends to be an accumulation of a whole lot of little stuff. And the best thing you can do for it is acknowledge it rather than ignore or deny it. I'd like you right now to take a slow, deep breath, inhaling big, air, hold for a moment and as you exhale now there you go send that breath down into the center of that negative feeling breathe into it and feel a letting go feeling and then repeat inhaling nice slow breath slow it way down hold for a moment as you peak and then just as slowly breathe through the mouth, exhale through the mouth into that area in your body probably in the center of your body and feel that disharmony that negativity just falling away let's do it one more time inhaling always through the nose when possible hold as you peek and now breathe into the nervousness breathe into the shadow into the fears feel them fall away and as you allow your breathing to return to a natural rhythm imagine your body filling with light a beautiful white light or maybe a blue or a violet any color that to you feels beautiful and life affirming that dances and sparkles and reaches out imbuing every cell, every molecule in your body with love and peace and understanding, feeling vital and alive as you take one more slow, deep breath in through the nose and exhaling, open your eyes now, wide awake and alert, back in the room, feeling fine, feeling better than before. Okay. Hey, hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. All of you americanos happy thanksgiving this thursday and uh, if you're overseas well you can have a little turkey too and uh, join us in celebrating all that we have to be grateful for gratitude is more than an emotion gratitude is a quality of divine and spiritual love and as the ancient mystics have said maybe the only prayer you ever need to say is one of gratitude for what you have not even the material stuff so much as your ability to see to taste to hear to experience the beauty of life value your friendships and your relationships your connections with other people and the opportunity that you have this day and every day to help out and be of service peace and blessings in Hawaiian Aloha And mahalo for being with us. Hope you'll join the rest of us in the premium training in just a few minutes. Register at theagelesswisdom.com under webinars. And in any event, we'll talk to you next week. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Benner. Aloha from Maui.